Hi, I'm Elizabeth. And I'm Adrian. And this is Don't Ruin This For Me, a podcast dedicated to picking apart your favorite pop culture from the 80s and 90s. Because what if your whole vision of romantic love is based on some movie you saw with Brad Pitt when you were 14 years old? <laughs> and like in that movie, he's a real asshole but also like so hot. But now you're 43 and all your relationships have failed and you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Today we're talking about the moment Adrian discovered she had a funny feeling down in her pants. <laughs> yes, yes. It's Legends of the Fall, a movie so hot it comes with a sexual content warning because Brad Pitt repeatedly rides in on a horse with his hair flowing in the wind and it is straight up sploosh. At least it is for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still I'm still splooshing over Pedro Pascal. He's the only one in my eyes. <laughs> Legends of the Fall is a 1994 film based on a trilogy of novels by Jim Harrison. The books and film center on three brothers and have been hailed as an unforgettable portrait of the 20th century man. <laughs> Honestly. It's, I, it's awful. I am not sure 21st century men deal with their trauma any better than these brothers. <laughs> they do not. They, do, they not. do not. No. And today we have with us my most favorite, Jeremy Owens, who is obviously a secretary for a rabbi. But he's <laughs> obviously. also obviously, but he's also a writer and the producer of the storytelling show You're Being Ridiculous. And his solo show will be premiering at Steppenwolf this July. I'm so excited. So excited. We're gonna be front row seats. I probably go every night. Yeah. Yes. Well, there's yeah. only two, there's two nights. No, there's no? three. Oh, it's three. Unfortunately, it's three there are three. <laughs> <laughs> the show's called Big oh, yeah, Game seven Nightmare. Nine. Yep. Sorry. Yeah, and then you can follow Jeremy on the internet's. We'll get to that at the end, and so yeah. you keep all the info. But before we really break down all that sexy, toxic masculinity. What have you been up to this week, Elizabeth? This week I've been super social. I've barely been home, I think. Oh, that's a shock. That's, yes, I know. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm like, what did I do this week? I have no idea. I did, oh, I watched In the Bubble because Pedro Pascal's in it. Oh, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, it's some movie by Judd Apatow. It's, fi it's fine. It was fine. Okay. You know? But uh, Pedro's in it, so that was very, very exciting. Yeah. Uh, I wrote my newsletter, Mixed Race Tape, all about my love for Pedro. Okay, good. Super, super hot. Subscribe on Substack. Yep. Um, and I haven't heard from my children all week, so it's been very, very delightful. Wow. <laughs> oh, actually, you know what? They bailed on me for dinner. I know. On your birthday. Uh, yes, I know. It was very hateful. I thought, like, this is very rude, kids. But then I also thought, who wants to have mothers, like dinner with their mother? No one does. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, you were having dinner with your mother because you were having a, a birthday. Yes. Happy birthday, yes. Adrian. Thanks, guys. You know, I turned 43. Um, not much has changed <laughs> since that <laughs> happened. <laughs> I mean, the big thing in my life is there's a new Top Chef. So I watched that. Oh, yeah. You've been obsessing about Top Chef lately. Yeah, I mean, I love Top Chef. You yeah. know, and you Survivor's back. So I've got a couple of my shows. I've been watching the Miami Housewives reunion. That's been sort of lit. You know, just even watching the changing faces, like what fillers and things have changed since the show ended. I'm trying to think of anything else exciting happened this week. I mean, we went bowling. Bowling was fun. I we enjoyed that. Time. We went bowling with Jeremy, as a matter yeah. of fact. It was, it was a good best. time. Yeah. I yes. love a bowl. Yeah. Yes. And... We all watched Legends of the Fall. Just yesterday. Yeah. All of us. <laughs> okay. That's what I did yesterday morning. It was the greatest thing. So let's yeah. start off the let's start off the movie. Yeah, yeah, recap. yeah. Spoilers. We're gonna spoilers for this nineteen ninety four. Thirty years film. later. Yeah. <laughs> I also realized that I was a full, uh, like not a full grown adult. I was already like probably 20 years old when this movie came out. I mean, that's wild. I was 14. Very impressionable. Yes. Well, that makes sense because yeah. I'm 49 and you're 43. Six years, right? That's yeah. that's correct. Yeah. yeah, We all paused on the nap because we're writers. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the scene is. Yes. We're in Montana. Yes. It's 1900. It's beautiful. And Colonel Ludlow, who is Anthony Hopkins, yeah. with the greatest mustache that has ever happened on television, ever. ever, has three sons. And his favorite son, well, he has three sons, Alfred, Samuel, and his favorite one, Tristan. Everybody's favorite is Tristan. <laughs> and why is he the, everyone's favorite? Because he's fucking Brad Pitt. He's Brad Pitt. Pitt right? The other <laughs> options are Aiden Quinn and the guy from E.T. So I it's like, like Aiden Quinn, though. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, they're fine, but you've got Brad Pitt there. I don't know. We'll, we'll get onto this conversation. Listen, I do not want to hear... the name. Yeah. Sorry, this is not my section. No. Name. It's Just fine. the name. You're here it's now. It's very exciting. Okay, so Alfred's the oldest, and he's a real pain in the ass. He's rigid, Ew. and he's like moralistic. Samuel's the youngest. He's naive, and he is, you know, everybody's Stupid favorite. Friend. Like, everybody wants to take care of him. And then there's Tristan, who's wild. Yes, he's the middle child. Yes, because their mother abandoned them to the ranch and went to town and Tristan was very hurt. Chandler's mom. Yeah. <laughs> I I was I that's another part. They never really flesh out why she goes out to like live in this well discussed. I don't it think it minute. matters. She doesn't like the winters. She doesn't like the bears. She's like she's, she doesn't like her husband. She's, she's too like much of a re, but she's too much of a recurring character in the storyline that I feel like we should have gotten some information. Regardless, Wait, it's they're, Monica's they're, mom. It's not Chandler's mom. <laughs> They're, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, they're on the farm, yeah, and um, Colonel Ludlow is basically like, "I hate the government. I'm an anarchist. Love it. Definitely don't like what they're doing to the Native Americans yes. that are living on this land. And I'm going to take one and move onto a farm." <laughs> I don't think that that is accurate at all. So Colonel Colonel Ludlow was part of these like Western wars, and he was like trying to make things better for the natives, and it did not happen. I don't think he stole one stab. I <laughs> we think- don't. One no, stab came know. willingly to the ranch, but yes, one stab also lives there, and he teaches Tristan all sorts of stuff about you know like hunting, indigenous and culture, indigenous culture, and like Tristan, whose mother abandoned him, and he's wild anyway. She didn't abandon him; she was just a couple doors down. No, she was. She went, <laughs> she to, went town. to town. Well, town is really far, Elizabeth. This is the 1900s. She, she got into a small carriage with no cover. She couldn't have been that far. Elizabeth. Wait, was she in town? Or My understanding was she was in, like, Boston. I don't know where no, people Susanna's go in No, Susanna's from Boston. Okay. Susanna's from Boston. So, anyway, one stab is taking care of Tristan. Tristan, like, has... away the nature and He has spirits. a tussle with a bear <laughs> as a boy. Yes, this ki- this child, this yeah, child like somehow 14. decides he's going to pet a bear. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, look at this bear. I'm going to go pet it. And then he goes to pet it. And then the most amazing thing happens. He like takes a knife out of his pocket and then just like slams it down into the bear's claw and keeps one finger. Yeah. And one stab loves it. Yes. One stab's like, this is impressive. Yeah. But I'm like, every child should know by a certain age to not try to pet bears. <laughs> I agree, but I have a feeling that Elizabeth was not paying a lot of attention to the voiceover where one sure stab did. was talking about, you know, the wildness that lives inside of Tristan. Well, this is indeed a, the bear. That the lives bear that lives inside of Tristan. This is a, a through line is that his spirit is so wild. He is just like a bear, oh, but hot. way weaker, it's way weaker. Than anyway, a bear. anyway. So the story really kicks off when Samuel shows up with his new bride-to-be Susanna, Julia Armand. Hottie, hottie. Looking gorgeous. She rolls up in a carriage and, you know, she's in this carriage with Anthony Hopkins, one stab, Samuel, and all of a sudden, over the ridge comes Bradley Pitt (laughs) on a horse. With the sunlight behind (sighs) him, just like weaving through (sighs) his blonde locks. And everyone thinks that Susanna is so gorgeous. None of them can even speak English anymore. They're yes. all just like stunned to silence, yes. including Tristan. Yes. And then Who there's just like stares at her. Yes. And just then stares. Then his brother, uh, Alfred, like squirts water on him and the three <laughs> boys get into a tussle, but it was not naked, so it was not satisfactory. <laughs> well, she's leaving out maybe the most important part of the movie that Jeremy and I will know. Thank you. Yes, which the is hat flip. when Brad oh, yeah, Pitt they... tips his hat to her and a little or a literal orgasm flies off the hat <laughs> in these water droplets. And it's just like sploosh. It's literally the hottest thing that's is, ever happened yes, in cinematic history. You. I, Jeremy. 100% would disagree Thank with you, that. Thank you, Jeremy. <laughs> I know you would. But okay. You would also be wrong. <laughs> so fast forwarding, you know, there's also World War One is breaking out. Samuel's- right, because Susanna's like a woman of the world. Yeah. And she's pa- I think at one point they're like, she's passionate. And I don't know what to do with her. <laughs> she, has she has ideas. Passions no, she ideas. has ideas. She can read. Yes. yes. <laughs> and she also is really good at playing badminton in white clothing. 
I was like, this is Full amazing. Length dress. It's very English. It's very English. Anyway, Samuel wants to go to war because he's a fucking idiot. And he's like, we've got to fight. You know, in this war, we have to have our honor. And fucking Anthony Hopkins is hot in all of this. He's yes. like, damn fool. You know, because he's seen war. He's seen war. And they're like, you're wrong. You know, I do love all of that because, you know, no, nobody believes their parents, you know. No. And like, this was a big mistake. Yes. So all three boys go to war. Because all three have to join yes. and then the best part of the film is like when they're all in the same place at the same time throughout the whole war <laughs> which was like <laughs> just I hanging out a, I grew up in a military family and that is the last thing any like military group is going to let you do is have all three siblings all your in the same together yeah. they're like this is all risk right yeah. like you're going to send yeah. them out and they're going to all be trying to save each other right they're all going to be buddies they're going to all yeah. clicks they're going to clicks yes they're just, <laughs> they're just like no well but, a good point is so both Susanna and Colonel Ludlow task Tristan with keeping Samuel, who is an idiot, alive. Yes. I mean, that's a, yes. that's that's tough. It's that's tough also a really terrible thing for a parent to yes, do. Yes, that's what I'm saying. To be like, yeah, yeah, kid, you know. Also, the I think what really hurt my feelings during this point <laughs> of the show, <laughs> I was like, this mofo brings his wife, like his soon-to-be wife, and then to this leaves ranch, to war, and then leaves. Leaves. Yeah. Leaves. Sounds right. And then he's he, she's like having to have dinner with Anthony Hopkins, like Every alone night. and quiet. But they decide then at that point we'll get back to the brothers. But like the. Anthony Hopkins and Susanna decide that they're going to start eating dinner with um, Pat and Isabella, who are the two the the Pat? indigenous. No, I think it's it said P E T on the. Yeah, I think it's oh, Pat. All right, and Isabella, who are the she's indigenous, just Isabel too. Yes, she's uh, indi- the, the indigenous yeah. woman with her daughter. Yeah, who's uh, a mixed race child, yes. right? Because she has um, a father who's white on the. This is another question I have. Mm. So Decker, who's the white yes. father, um, is obviously some kind of outlaw, but yes. we never find out what what was the deal with What's that? What's his deal? Like they made you a don't big, need to know. But they make a big scene about it. Listen, this There's is a whole big scene. He has a wanted ad. This is an adaptation from a book. So clearly it's more important in the book than it is here. Okay. But I think the point is to know it underscores that Colonel Ludlow is like, fuck the government. Yes. He's harboring a fugitive. Sure. They come looking, the politicians, mm. and he's like, my dick like no yes he says that and then he's yeah. like this one idiot son of mine wants to go to war so now I'm gonna send all three of them right well no it's not no Alfred of course he joins, being a moralist correct. is like I'll go because right. Alfred's fucking tiresome yes and then Tristan though because Alfred and Samuel are like suit wearing motherfuckers yes. right Tristan is fucking hot as hell you know he's got like a cotton this is like, literally all the things that you're like I never want linen. this in a guy l- l- all like I'm just linen. trying to say is he is the only one who is a decent soldier because he's the ranch guy like he's a fucking horseback rider he's, he's a, a hunter like he knows how to do these things fucking Alfred and Samuel are just dummies shit. yes yeah. let yes. them go to war keep yes. Tristan so of course Alfred gets shot almost immediately yes. in the leg in the leg <laughs> in the leg yep and, and then, then Samuel has a very terrible death. I don't ugh. even know that we have to talk about it. It's gross. I do think terrible. that we need to talk about it. All right, then you do it. It's hilarious. <laughs> you are an it unfeeling is... person. No, this is this is the most ridiculous scene out of the whole movie. Okay, We're tell just, it. Right. So basically, these guys have all stayed together throughout this whole part of the war, right? <laughs> Somehow they've all like broken up with their units. And like the government's been like, it's cool. These three brothers get to stick together. And then... Tristan is like back talking to Alfred at the hospital and some guy rides in and is like, Tristan, Samuel has joined some renaissance or like uh, reconnaissance. reconnaissance. Sorry. And somehow Tristan hops on a horse. Oh, it's so hot. He runs right out of the tent <laughs> and oh he puts God, like so one leg and just swings it over and he's gone. Bam, he's going. On a horse. No idea where Tristan, no idea where Samuel is. I mean, <laughs> you're really huge, ruining the huge, magic of movies. <laughs> there are huge wars happening. People are in trenches. Well, and I'm then, sure he knows where the reconnaissance trench is. I don't think that that's is. what happens. Anyway, so he goes and he's like <laughs> running through. Samuel is like shooting people and then all of a sudden this like mustard gas happens and Sam's like oh my god my eyes I can't see and somehow among all the bombs and all the gunshots and all the screams he hears Samuel (laughs) (laughs) she's a real fucking bitch she's so happy right now with herself but wait till you hear about Samuel getting caught in the barbed wire and then shot by a machine gun yeah the machine gun is a little over the top 
say that machine gun for a while. To say loaded guy. for a while. Yes. He's stuck in the barbed wire. And I'm like, okay, so the, he's like, he can't see. Everyone's shooting off guns. There's bombs. Somehow he hears Tristan, who's running from behind the machine gun guys, which number one, if you are trying to save someone and their enemy is directly in front of them, I love that you call out his name. Instead of... <laughs> Killing them. I mean, he, like, he, he was too far to kill there. them. Was he kills he? them as soon as he's close as enough as to kill them. As soon as he gets there. But sure. anyways, he gets there. With he, like, like a knife. Somehow they find each other in this war and he, he yeah. like tries to save them. He doesn't save them. Yeah. And then... <laughs> Okay, I'll this is no. This is let me tell it. No, let me tell it. No. So then Tristan, She's disrespectful. Like, Samuel, Samuel is now dead. Like as dead as anything can be, because now he's got mustard gas in his eyes. He's been shot. Barbed wire. He's been barbed wired. And Tristan somehow un- untangles him, throws him to the ground, and is trying to like you know try to keep him up and like awake, which he's not going to. And then he like mounts his brother and pulls a knife out. And then stabs his brother in the heart to rip it out. Yes. Because his yeah. indigenous roots, this white man's indigenous roots. Well, first of all, though. <laughs> this white man's indigenous roots have called to him to tear the heart out of his I, brother. <laughs> first of all, I think this is very slapdash. Oh, <laughs> no. Because <laughs> it gets worse. What does Tristan then do? He decides that he's going to go and scalp. All the no, German no, 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 shoulders. no, you've left a whole bunch out. Okay, so first of all, listen, appropriation is a very complicated situation, right? And I'm not going to say that anyone should appropriate native culture, but Tristan's best friend is One Stab, and he and One Stab are hunters together. I mean, like, I don't know that it's appropriative if, like, his bestie has taught him all these things. And he cuts the heart out for a reason. He cuts the heart out for a he reason. He cuts it out, and then... He wraps it in a cloth and then he goes back to his little tent and then he opens it. <laughs> this makes it, it worse. I feel like this makes it worse. I think this is yeah. important. He opens it and he rubs the blood on his face, yes. which is just like he's seen one stab do. Yes. And then he puts it in a little box to send the heart home because that's all of the body that can make it home. But the other thing is, then he loses his fucking mind. And this is an important part, right? Like it's clear he's fucking lost it, right? Sure. Like he's rubbing the blood on him. He hops on a horse. He goes out in the middle of the night. He starts killing enemies. He's scalping them, and then he comes back to camp. You know, he's exhausted. He's wearing all the scalps around his neck, and the rest of the fucking people are like, well, this guy's fucking lost it. Right. And then he's suicidal. Then he's in his tent with like a knife, just like, ah. But that's, I think, that's that, that, that is. Bob. <laughs> that's, a, that's a thing to note. He cut that's his hair into a bob. Very important. I got very upset. Yes. But then the next scene, it's totally fine. It's bad. But that's, I think that's the part that's kind of gross about the, the movie. Because overall, I think they do a good job in dealing with like indigenous culture yeah. and like they don't make anything like super crazy. That's That scalping scene is very uncomfortable and yes. exploitive. I think it's disgusting, actually. I would think I was like he could go around and slice people's throats, you know, but to recall like one of the most horrific things that, you know, that is like I don't even know if it's like how how true that is because I didn't do any research on that. But like it just feels nasty in my opinion. So that part for me was like a no. Listen, I don't disagree. But the only thing I would say is that, you know, it's set in the 1900s. Like, you know, obviously today we're looking looking at it. We're like, this is like not. That's what our podcast is for. You know what the most upsetting part of that whole story? you just told is are we really trusting the postal service like that? <laughs> are we is that what well, we're they Alfred brings the heart Alfred brings the heart Alfred brings it I was like wait you just like drop a heart and do they have mailboxes in no, no, 1901 no. So, or so whatever that, so then Tristan goes off and he's like I've got to search who I am and so like whatever yeah he so no he, no no he, he's, he's on a boat he gets, yeah, yeah. He gets discharged he goes from the sea. military very much with his brother like his brother comes Alfred comes home to Susanna and Anthony Hopkins and they're all like hanging out and um he brings the heart, they bury the heart, and Alfred turns to Susanna and he's like, I know I just buried you. No, it's not the same <laughs> day. The same no, thing. it is fucking not. She's out of control. Her derision for this film is making her be unfactual. Oh, somebody, somebody's really attached. She's like, they're just hanging out. I mean, it's where these people fucking live on yeah. a ranch in Montana. He's, he's like walking. He's like, let's go for a walk. Let me hold your hand. Let me like show you the, the, the googly eyes. Right. And then, but to be fair, over- all of them are in love with her as soon as she arrives. Yes. All the brothers and Anthony. Susanna 
Santa is a hoe. No, so, no she's, she's very not, she's sweet. Not, I'm no, I also don't slut shame. Yeah. She should sleep with all of them. They were all good looking. Anyways, so then they're over. They're standing over the grave of Samuel. True, but it's not the day that he was buried. No, and um, <laughs> and Alfred is looking at Susanna, and he says to Susanna. You know, I've always loved you. I'm going to love you forever. And I want you to love me back. And she's like, eh, let's take the breaks. No, like, she let's said the breaks. I'm she not sure. says, Alfred, I think I could only cause you pain. <laughs> Just saying she has a line. You don't she's silence awful. Susanna. She's awful. Anyway, so she tells Alfred no. And next thing you know. Who rides into the ranch with his hair flowing in the wind? It's Tristan Brad Pitt. He has returned from sea. Yes. And he goes straight to Samuel's grave where he cries and cries. And who holds him to her bosom? Susanna. Susanna. And then it's fucking on. Yes. Time to fuck. Now now they're all fucking. (laughs) Time to fuck. (laughs) And listen, who could blame her? He is so fucking hot. Like, fuck on the grave. For sure. Do not care. I would would definitely put his head into my lady parts. I was like, where are you putting it? (laughs) The whole thing. I wouldn't, I'd be like, just stick it all in there. So anyways, after that, Alfred is obviously very, very upset because yes. he thinks Tristan's a wild man, which and he he's is. And stolen Susanna. Yes. And he's like, are you going to make a good woman out of her? Right. You have to marry her. And he's like, I will if she'll have me. <laughs> like, clearly she's going to have you, bro. And then he goes to Susanna and he's like, Alfred, Alfred does. He goes to Susanna and he's like, I'm leaving. I will go into the city and make a great man of myself. He, does, he does not even say that to her. But yes, he goes, he, to, tell her he, he goes to Helena to become a politician. And then Tristan and Susanna are making a life on the ranch. It looks beautiful. They're yes. fucking. You get to see a side shot of Brad's ass as he's fucking her. She was a virgin. And he's even giving it to her doggy style. I thought yep. that was a little aggressive for her first I don't, virgin I don't think so. run. <laughs> but, you know, there's a lot of positions happening. It's it's She's into it. Her long curl. Girls are flowing. So then, much hair. Yeah. And then he's teaching her. You know, she's riding a horse. She has a rope. They're herding cows. But next thing you know. She's wearing pants even. Oh, a cow gets caught up in the barbed wire and Brad Pitt has to go and deal with it. <laughs> this is the greatest scene ever. And he is, he can't get it out of the barbed wire and he's super triggered. He has to shoot it in the fucking head. And like that's it. He's snapped. He's lost. He's, he's lost fucking it. snapped. So now you see Tristan and Susanna in a bed, and Susanna like wakes up. He's got blood on his head, which is like, dude, why didn't you just take a shower before you get? Whatever. It's still. Yeah, so they're in bed. He's got blood on his head, and she like leans over to wake him up, and he pulls out a knife. And at this point, I thought to myself. This is odd because Adrian's so hot for Brad Pitt, and this is definitely the end of the relationship. Like, I don't know where like Adrian is still like into this guy. I mean, have you not watched Grey's Anatomy? This also happens to war heroes on Grey's Anatomy, where they're sleeping and they wake up and they attack their wives. Yeah. Well, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna deny PTSD. Yeah. Christina pulls- Yang did not break up with that doctor either. It's hard when you love sure, someone sure. and they're, they're they're traumatized. So anyway, Tristan realizes that he's become erratic. She's unsafe around him and he's leaving. Yes. He hops on a horse. And my favorite part of that scene is she comes up to him and she goes, you know, he's like saddling up his horse and he's definitely like in this moody kind of look in yeah. his face. He's grown and, a beard. Yes. And then, Su- <laughs> <laughs> then Susanna says to him, if we had a child... Would you leave me? Oh, and at that sad. point, I out loud went, yes, he fucking would. <laughs> <laughs> hey, give him that some credit. That is how shitty men are. Give him some credit. He says yes. Yeah, I was He's like, this like, is come like, out. I was like, what is wrong with you, Susanna, to yes. think that he'd stay for you? And then she's like, I will love you forever and I will w- I'll wait. No, I'll wait get for the forever. lines right. These I are can't classic. even remember. She looks at him and she says, I will wait. I will wait for you forever. Yes. Get the lines right. Then, but forever turned out to be a couple months. No, no, no. <laughs> then Tristan enters his <laughs> castaway era. <laughs> yeah, oh my god! Like this this, part. this, this is, part is no good. I was like, this. Oh wait, before this, this is the unforgettable journey of the 20th century man. I guess. <laughs> This is the shit that I was like, this is so self-indulgent and boring. And it's like it's every single guy who thought he was cool in college. Talk <laughs> about like, appropriation. Like, like everywhere yeah. he goes. I'm I like, went to Mexico zebras. for a summer and I'm yeah. so cool. By the way, everything in Mexico is better. Like, you know, it's yeah. just like, you're He's just like, what is wrong with jewels from Africa? <laughs> yes. Yeah, He's killing zebras? Yeah. Like, what the yeah. frack is and, happening? And he's not as hot in this whole sequence. No. So like, no. let's just move past it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> anyway... 
Alfred and Susanna get he's married. He's gone for years, though. He's gone for literal years. It's and terrible. he sends her a letter. You're missing in a very important no, part. No, I, I want to talk about this. This is important. All we had is dead, as I am dead. Mary another and then she's very upset Alfred sees it Alfred yells about it and Colonel Ludlow is like you don't talk about my son you know because Alfred blames him for Samuel's death and la 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 Alfred gives him the letter Colonel Ludlow reads it and immediately has a stroke yes (laughs) Chuck Board Colonel (laughs) he has a stroke and so when Tristan triumphantly returns the best return where he's well before he returns what they get married well, he doesn't know that yet. Okay. He only finds out. We never see them get married. That's true. So Tristan returns after years at sea, right? And he's fucking wearing a suit jacket now because he's older. And his hair's flowing in the wind. And he's literally running in a herd of wild horses into the paddock. You know? He's... And there's just fucking hoof beats. And it's like one stab is so thrilled. One stab could hear it, you know, before anyone even knew. One stab felt Tristan in the area. You know? And he starts walking off into the fields. And then they come over the... Ridge. I mean, it's fucking hot. And Tristan's in a better place. He's in a better place. He's totally healed. Yeah, yeah, he's in a better place mentally. (laughs) Because everything on the farm and his family has gone to shit, and he went on vacation. Well, well, he had to deal with his trauma. So typical. So, so he's like, "Where's father?" And out comes Anthony Hopkins in a bearskin like jacket. jacket his face is all twisted up because he's at a stroke he's wearing a chalkboard he started talking like like we're he's like wearing a, char- a chalkboard that's around acting, his neck you guys. that's yeah. acting yeah he's wearing a chalkboard around his neck that because he can no longer speak and he can scrawl upside down happy you know i am happy listen i sparked a tear <laughs> elizabeth texted me and was like he just came out with a chalkboard <laughs> <laughs> I was like, she has no feelings. This is Anthony Hopkins. Show some fucking respect. (laughs) Anyway, the farm has gone to shit since Anthony Hopkins had his stroke. And Brad Pitt is going to need to make the money back. So he's going to start bootlegging, right? Yes. But... And and tr- and at this point, Alfred's a very successful congressman. Yes, you know, there's this whole scene in between, Helena. Yes, and there's a whole scene between um, Colonel the Colonel Ludlow and his son Alfred about the fact that he was running for Congress, yes. which I thought actually was a really good scene. Yes, because Anthony Hopkins like fuck the government. The government's inhumane. I've seen them slaughter people. Like, and now you're going to be part of it. And he's like, what about these other politicians? Why right. are they here? What do they want from you? Yeah, and one of the things I thought was really interesting in that, which we can talk about later, is this like constant story about like men chasing after their father. Father's approval, which mm-hmm. is obviously what this whole show is about. Yeah. Um, but th- so they're married now, and um, yes, Alfred married Susanna somehow in the, like the five or six years that Brad Pitt was gone, and now they have a beautiful house in Helena. Correct. And now that Tristan is going back and forth doing mm-hmm. all this like peddling, there's also some kind of drama there because he goes into town, and they're like, "You can't do this. This is like our turf or whatever." Right. They're these like people are. Well, it's like you know a little mob. They're like, "We're also bootleggers, so the stop Irish fucking." Yes. Yeah. They're like, "Stop bootlegging." But here. we're not going to mess with you because you're obviously the congressman's son. I mean, brother, brother yeah. which matters in a little bit. So yes. go on. Well, and poor Susanna is fucking barren. You know, she's never been able to have children. She sees that Tristan is back. It really hurts her heart. You yes. know, she's she's fucking sad. And then, you know, Tristan's living. He's going to save the ranch. And so you know what he's going to do? He's going to marry Isabel, too, who right. is essentially the, his sister. sister. Right. Who prophesizes when she's like 12 years old that she will marry Tristan. And you know what? When she's 20, she does. This, this is a whole, especially at this point when I'm watching this movie, I was like, this is the type of man that Adrian loathes. Like, she hates <laughs> men like this. I'm like, he is a wild ass. He's not someone who's going to ever settle down. He's on a horse, though. <laughs> He almost tried to stab his, his girlfriend, and now he's marrying the child. <laughs> well, she's no longer a child, but, but it's he's he basically is R. Kelly. He's Montana of Montana. No, he didn't groom her, but anyway, <laughs> he he missed a bunch of her childhood. 
<laughs> he was at sea. And they're in Montana. It's not like there's ladies everywhere. He's, he's a Woody Allen. Whatever. Anyway, whatever. So. He marries oh. Isabel too, and they have two children, and they're beautiful children. The boys obviously named Susanna, and they run into there's like a fair in town, and you know Brad Pitt is with his woman and his two kids, and they run into Alfred and Susanna, and poor Susanna. I mean, she literally yeah. looks like she could just have a stroke, like have a heart attack and die right, <laughs> right. there. It's yeah, it's well, because sad. also Susanna, this is again. And a, like a weird thing is that she's like, I basically raised Isabella too, and now she's married the love of my life, who was an adult of my age. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, listen, it's the 1900s. I, point being, I buy that this all could have happened. I'm, of course, okay. basically, it happened today. Okay, great. Like, so <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld dated a 17-year-old. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> So anyway, Tristan, of course, gets in trouble with his bootlegging and he's like driving back from this fair Ugh, and the evil terrible mob and the evil mob politicians come and one shoots his gun off like into the rocky wall, like just for shits and giggles. And a stray bullet ricochets and kills Isabel, too, even though it's one bullet. In her left shoulder. I was one, and she's immediately dead. <laughs> she's immediately um, dead. Like, but then the, there's a big tussle. So dead. But there's right. two children there, so you know maybe yes. that's just an artistic license. There's, you know? there's also, <laughs> <laughs> there's also this great tussle between Tristan and the mob. He's like being like super, sp- yeah. you know, spiritual indigenous person who like can murder everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So the best part about it is that several of the the mobsters like grab Tristan, and put him down, and then the main mobster pulls out the tiniest. Little Billy Club. <laughs> it's like a pocket Billy Club. <laughs> and like taps him on the head and Tristan is out. <laughs> These are the 1900s. They did not have the police brutality they have of today. <laughs> they did. They just didn't well, talk about okay, it. Well, okay. So anyway. It was a very small Billy Club. It was, it was <laughs> very small. Anyway, they've got to bury Isabel too, right? And then... Alfred comes and he's like, they're going to arrest you. They put Tristan in jail. Susanna comes to visit him and the, she, you know, they have their final conversation before she fucking commits suicide. Then That's <laughs> in, in a, in a you know, rising action montage, she kills herself at the same time that one stab and um, Tristan are setting up like an ambush to kill the people that have killed Isabel too. Everybody gets killed. And then, well, let me see. We're like at the end. It's like, you yeah, know. the mobsters show up at the yeah. farm. Oh, yeah. And Tristan's like, take me out to the woods. I don't want you to kill my, like, yeah, kids. don't kill me in, like, front, in front of my kids. kid. Yes. And then, um, you know, the, the dad comes out, Colonel Who's Ludlow had a stroke. Out. He can barely walk. Right. He's but got his gun hidden lift. in his bear jacket. <laughs> yeah. Lifts up his thing, jacket. blasts yeah. one guy off, blasts the other guy. Yeah. And then the third guy who's going to kill Tristan yeah. gets shot from a gun that we don't know where it came yeah. from. Yeah. And yeah. we turn around. Yeah. Magic. Yeah. And there's Alfred. Alfred redeems himself, da, you know? Da, da, da. I gotta say, from a storytelling perspective, it's nice because, you know, Colonel Ludlow has disowned Alfred for becoming a politician and doing everything he hates, but you know what? Then he shoots a politician and Colonel Ludlow's like, cool, you're back. I'm interested in your disdain for Alfred because I feel Ugh. like he made a lot of good decisions about his life that you would also encourage in a person. I think you would be like, be true. the best person. Says that. Yes. Yeah, he's like, like, I, I follow everything right. No, he says, I follow the laws of God and man. Yeah. Like, shut yes. the fuck up, Shut Alfred. Up. Like, why? What? But why is she asshole. mad about it? Because I was like, when I was watching it, I was like, if we if we were one of the three brothers, she would definitely be Alfred. I would definitely be Tristan. <laughs> <laughs> like, why? Why does wow. she hate Alfred wow. so much? Wow, you're like you're fucking terrible, and I'm hot. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying I'm the wild ass and you're the one who's like, Elizabeth, All right. this is All not right. the way to live your life. <laughs> All right. The end of the movie is Tristan becomes an old man, gets killed by a bear. Let's get into yeah, your exactly sexual awakening. What you're saying. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's talk about your poon poon. <laughs> sure. I think it's Jeremy's sexual uh, awakening mine as too, well. Actually. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I had Brad Pitt Legends of the Fall posters up in my room. So did I. And you and by were room, much older I mean than me. Dorm yes! room. <laughs> <laughs> this was my childhood bedroom. Jeremy's in college, not out yet. No, were you out? You I just mean, had Brad Pitt on the wall. Well, I mean, it's a great movie, right? 
<laughs> so I had the movie poster on my wall. I didn't know what a gay person was or what that meant or like any of that stuff. I just knew, I literally saw this movie, I bet you I saw it like 10 or more times yes. in the theater. So fucking I was I kept going Ten back times. to like, yes. what is happening to me? Why yes. am I literally on fire everywhere? Yes. When he Listen, when he does the hat, the hat. flip in the beginning of Ugh. the movie, it literally set me on yes, fire. Me too. I, Yes. I, it's funny because like when I watched it, all I kept thinking is like when he's got his face like close to Samuel's when they're when Samuel's dying. Yeah. I'm like, how much bronzer do they put on this man? He's so, like, that's, <laughs> that was like no the closest thing. She has no imagination. <laughs> no, but I did like <laughs> no the scene where he's like in the in the, in the really convenient hot tub. Uh, oh, in Montana, just crying with Susanna. No, yeah. with first Susanna. of all, that's a fucking hot spring. Yeah, okay. what is wrong with you? A <laughs> hot really tub. convenient hot tub. Hot tub in the wild west. Right. It's a fucking hot and spring. And she's like, "I want to name the kids this and this." And he's just like, "Isn't speaking to her." That's after like, he was triggered I about Sam's understand. death. I was about to say, I thought he looked sexy as hell. Well, because <laughs> I mean, listen, I like a man who doesn't say anything and is wet, <laughs> crying in a hot tub. I. From my perspective, it is irrefutable that this is the hottest Brad Pitt has ever been. Ever. Ever. Oh, I like ever. old I like older Brad Pitt. She's no, she's gonna be like Fight Club Brad Pitt. Also, <laughs> also, also hot. very hot. Yes. But a little dirtier and like rougher. Yeah. So she's gonna like I, but vampire, I, maybe? No, that's creepy. No, he is also, really he's very hot. Yeah. I'm the homosexual. <laughs> yes. So yeah, also yeah. hot. I would also say that we can no one can argue whether or not Brad Pitt is hot or whether Brad Pitt is a sexy motherfucker. <sighs> like we all can disagree <sighs> with that. He is done. The question is <laughs> why why this this particular version of Brad Pitt was the reason for the sexual awakening. You said horses. No, I would You're say saying, I'm 14 years old, right? And I hot. see this movie and like, it is like, I think the way that they film him and I've read yeah. things about this later that he like chose different roles because he's too beautiful and he doesn't want to be like, you know, have the camera lovingly <laughs> on his face like this. <laughs> Can you imagine having this problem being like, right. I'm too beautiful, so I have to do grittier things because when my whole head is on the screen, 14-year-old girls are me. like... <laughs> Screaming, literally you know? convulsing. I mean, listen, I will say that I think it is... 100% possible that this movie imprinted upon me that a man a few words is unbelievably sexy, which is completely wrong, you know, <laughs> or that a man who can't, you know, is tortured and traumatized, like, who cares? This is so fucking hot. But it's, but again, it's interesting because that's how you feel about that. But then, like in real life, you're just not. You're just like no. Well, now at 43, but I'm pretty sure I made a lot of bad decisions probably because of this movie before then. It does. He does get like I don't know the magic treatment. There is. I mean, yes, he's beautiful, but there is something just like so big yes. and loud in Hollywood yeah. about every time, like him riding over the hill with yes. all those horses. His hair, oh, the soundtrack. Oh, the soundtrack. Yes, the, yeah, the, soundtrack, the music yeah. is swelling. Just like every everything is swelling. Even when he almost just, kisses Susanna and he's just, just rubbing like, his nose uh, like into the side. Yeah, of even face. when they don't they, when uh, they meet. Uh, when they meet, isn't it something like that too? Like yeah. they're meeting and he like I guess he hugging her or something and they like get so like upsettingly uh, close uh, yeah mm. I don't know everything about it I don't know and it, like it's mm. so it's so hot but do you say that you were not turned on by Brad Pitt in this film yes I'm saying that wow. but you know I also think when unbelievable I, <laughs> she's like and she's like I'll take Alfred who's the worst no I, I'm just saying that Alfred is also very good looking you know, but I would I would say this about the film. It's like is I, he could, though? <laughs> I do think he's good looking. He but is. Um, I definitely think that uh, the the whole film so far is like the way that they filmed the sex scenes were really, really wonderful and beautiful. They it were. just was it was just not like a, it's like not my vibe. I'm not like, let me get hot for this like cowboy. Uh, I do brief. like cowboys, though. I liked lots of them in Deadwood. <laughs> <laughs> He's different I I, though. I don't know. I don't. I don't even understand. I can't even like. I feel like I can't even speak to it. No, it's, I'm with you. I'm I can't. With it's you. like so deep. I keep trying to prompt yes. you guys to explain to me why this particular film. I think it's, why it's just a combination yeah, yeah. of the magic, really, for me. Yeah. It's just yeah. everything. About, it's like uh, all the things that you're talking about, like the details of these people's lives. Yes. Like I like until I watched it 
a couple days ago and like re-went through it. I was like, oh, all, there's all a story these, here. There's a story here because it literally was like animalistic for me. I yes. was just like looking at yes. him. It was like a chance to look at the most beautiful man. Yes. And yes, there was a story. I guess. Um, <laughs> but it was really just like seeing him and he's just like there. Yeah. It's so big on See, the, you guys you guys just are crushing on him the way that I crush on Pedro. Like that's it's Yes, maybe. But, but we were not 49 years old. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's hurtful. You can dream all through life, Adrian. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm just saying, yes, this was probably, though, this movie, this moment is the first time that I would have, like, had full fantasies yeah. and, like, about a man. And it would have been, like, the light switch that ignited that. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I think, I definitely think he's hot. I don't, I'm never going to say that Brad Pitt, I, it's, I feel like it's a fact. Like, you know, the ground is right, below it's you. Like, yeah. it's, like, <laughs> it's not even a debate. Yeah, but I just really want to drive the point home. Yeah. <laughs> I think, though, that for me, like, he's very damaged in this, right? But the way they continue to, like, portray him, especially every time he comes home, it's is like very romantic. Above. It's yeah. very sexy. It's very hot, right? So I do think that it's possible that, like, I equated those things as being fine, you know? Well, that, like, damagedness is not something to run away from perhaps but is like perhaps a little sexy well i unfortunately i definitely believe that and live that yeah <laughs> like that's, I, I feel like just a little attack though because like you know when i was here last week being like tommy lee's fucking hot <laughs> and you're just like you're just like he's so damaged and toxic and then it's like <laughs> yes but so is brad pitt in this movie yeah. and i would also yes, say and probably in real life i'd ruin my life for him it's interesting too because Same. like in no, parallel wouldn't. andy i love you <laughs> Lies. In parallel, you know, we talk about Sixteen Candles, like you know, a couple yeah, seasons yeah. ago, and Jack Ryan's the same way, right? Like, he never says a word except, like, at yes. some point, he's like, yeah. I'm "None of these people rode a snake. horse." Yeah, but no, <laughs> does she like Jack? She loves him too. No, I don't. I like that story, but I do think that leads me into like this 20th century man, like sort of thing. Like, what is the vibe? It's like stoic, unfeeling, a man of few words, only action. He could murder this cow. He could murder. You know, he could do these things, right? And it's like, yeah, and it's, you know, duty and honor and all this stuff. And there's, I was thinking about it. I'm like, well, how much have, like, we made men any better today in terms of, like, Tristan has no tools to deal with his trauma, right? Like, none. And clearly, like, his brother dying, like, just fucking, he can't handle it, right? And then he goes nuts. But I'm like, do we take any better care of men today to, like, help them deal with their traumas? Like, eh. At least the men I date. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I think that that's, that's a, a, an interesting question in relation to sexuality. Yeah. You know, like, what is it that's so sexy about this wounded bird that yeah. you want to, like, bring home and put on yeah. your bosom and, like, love? Yeah. Knowing that they're going to pull a knife on you when you're sleeping. <laughs> you're just trying to wake them up. So, like, um, I what I found about this film that was also very interesting to me was, like, the incredible amount of like masculine tropes mm. that like it's an unforgettable portrait of the 20th century man <laughs> <laughs> i mean yes masculine yeah, tropes we, well we talked about even a little bit of like the white saviorism and we you know we all had a debate about that and i was or we were trying to have a debate and i was well, like i'm it. not going to but the one the one scene where i think like all of it kind of just shows off in which our friend taylor you guys all know taylor from the other yeah. seasons we've had she says this movie is complete trash correct um there's that scene so where sad. they 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 are all hanging all the brothers are hanging out and one stab and the colonel and they go to a bar the brothers mm. are not there the brothers aren't there it I is can't colonel remember. ludlow decker Brad Decker, Pitt yes, and okay. one stab and the bar owner won't give one stab a beer and Brad Pitt is not going to have this shit and then Correct. he like beats the shit out of the bartender and makes him give one stab but a I beer. think that whole scene could have just been the movie and then you could have like Brad Pitt naked like that, uh, that whole film is all about like this this like white saviorism and then like the the whole max uh, toxic masculinity right mm -hmm. like he's just like Brad Pitt's gets up and he's like oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna protect this person because you know you're you're wrong for being racist against him and then he goes into a fight <laughs> like, that's how I he fixes know. it <laughs> I would like to talk about the white saviorism because I am perfectly happy to be told that I'm wrong and learn like seriously I am 
But I just never read that film this way as a child or even now because it really is about Colonel Ludlow. Because we were reading it with our loins. That's True. what I think. But exactly. even now, but even now, I mean, Colonel Ludlow is very clear. He's like, the government fucking yeah. killed these natives and sure. fuck the government. And one stab is like, we don't know how they came together, but like one stab is there voluntarily. Correct. He won't dine to speak English to them. And when Brad Pitt defends him, yes, it's it's a movie about the white people. But right. I don't think it's like about to me, it's hard to say that the this whole movie is trash because there's a scene that I wouldn't Brad say Pitt that the is, whole movie is trash. No, I know. But I'm just saying I don't know that the white saviorism to me, it just doesn't read that way. I think when I think of that scene and when I saw it yesterday, I was like, is this real? Like, that's something in a way that feels like has been applied that was applied to the story. I haven't read the book, but it feels like stuck on because I have a really hard time believing that that would have happened. Right. That, I don't. You, that, if you watch I mean, Yellowstone love, now, the natives on sure. Yellowstone in their portrayal, it's it, they're being, you know, like discriminated against and being treated awfully know. too. Yeah. I and mean, this is happening in 20. I know, but I mean, I know the dis- this discrimination, the racism, all that exists, but I have a hard time believing that these white dudes in this bar are like suddenly like, let's get this Native American man a beer. Beer. Right. And then we're gonna and Wait, then we're gonna start fighting. You're saying you I'm think saying it's weird believe, that they went to the bar anyway? Well the bar is like fine. I'm just saying that like I don't know. It just, I think like, the scene the is specifically that scene is specifically placed in the film to be like white people need to protect these people. That is how I read that scene because it's not a necessary scene at all. At all. But you wait, can, you can t- even if that's hard, true, wait, why is let that me bad? finish my thought. Because I think that that's the whole thing. It's like Tristan is so great because he goes on out to sea. Tristan is so great because right. he killed a bear as a child. Tristan is so great because he helps indigenous people. So and it's, aware. It's not really like it's not. It, there was no point in putting that scene in there except to be like this is who he is and this is why he's so great because he cares about also, brown But that's people. not true because Colonel Ludlow just, is also talking in that I, scene too. I think it's, I guess I'm just saying, I think it is more complex and I think it is like easy for us to like dismiss anything that has white people being an ally think, but, but here, as like but white saviorism. And I think, you know, the movie is not specifically about Native Americans, but right. I would say this family is on the right side of the natives. They're like, you know. I, I agree with that, but I think that scene in particular is something correct. that was like, I think in 1918, that like, if it's really happening at that time, I don't think that the scene is real. I think it's something that whoever wrote this applied to it for a modern audience who could be like, oh, look at these white people. They were so nice to the Native Americans. I do agree with that. Right. They gave them an education. They brought them to the farm to work. They taught Susanna to read. Like, I feel like some of that is just so we can all feel better about ourselves in 1994. Right. And so that it somehow excludes the whole thing with the scalping, which is so gross. But anyways, I think that there are... all All the presents he brought back from his, like, wild sea yes. voyage. He's like, Here, like, here's the gold of the brown people I've already been right. to. Or this, well, I mean, like, those necklace the, made of teeth. But those are the values of the sure. 20th Steel century. Absolutely. <laughs> Correct. I Absolutely. But I guess that I'm, is, I don't know. I'm just saying, I don't say, I will say, yes, we could remove that scene and nothing would happen, right? Because yes, we know, we already know that they're, because we know that Tristan and one hopefully stab, good people. we know yes. that Tristan and one stab are deeply connected. Correct. Right? We know yes. Colonel Ludlow and one stab are deeply connected. All so of we this, don't I believe. necessarily need a white savior scene where we're like seeing Where it. he's like a huge yes. hero in this moment. Yes. And that's, right. that's, yes. that is the part where I was like, that all right. That that yeah. was like, I was and like, the scalping is obviously part. over the top. Yes, but I think there is there's, I don't know. I'm not going to justify the scalping. <laughs> all I'm going to say, <laughs> is thank that, you, Adrian. Yeah, That's a good decision. <laughs> I'm not saying if I were directing this film, I'd be like, yeah, let's move forward with the scalping. But <laughs> I will right. say that you know it's part and parcel of showing that Tristan has fucking lost his mind. Speaking of losing yes, our minds, sure. yeah. can we talk about her cutting her hair at the end? What's her name? Susanna. Susanna. Don't forget Listen, her I'm, fucking it's name. It's only Brad for me. I don't care about anybody else. She's gorgeous. She's <laughs> she is so me. beautiful. But at the end, mm-hmm. she like is at this party where she's unhappy. And the, her whole outfit, she's beautiful. It's amazing. And then she goes into her bedroom. And then she 
cuts her hair mm-hmm. and then she shoots herself. Well, you've left out her hair is sort of a thing. I mean, she has these long, long curls. Curly locks. It goes all the way down to like her waist. Her it's ass, like yes. it's like a fucking thing, right? So she's also losing her mind and they need a visual metaphor to show you sure. how. And so she picks up some scissors and just fucking snips like big chunks of it off. Right. It just seems really wild. Yeah, well I I <laughs> I thought they didn't really do a good job t- storytelling so far as like why she for would commit her. suicide because yeah. she seemed pretty normal throughout the whole film until this like very end where she decides to kill herself. Well, she I was married the wrong brother. She didn't wait for him forever, so she fragile. has this like whole life regret, right? Sure, but it doesn't. Say, I don't know. I had what a hard about time the understanding. Women? All yeah, the let's women talk about it. It's not the mom. Yeah, that's like real. Oh. The mom left. Okay, so now everyone's ruined because the mom left. Well, everyone wasn't ruined. Tristan <laughs> was. Right, Tristan was the only one. Alfred yeah. wrote to his mom, and Samuel also like okay. kept yeah. a relationship with his mom. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was really Tristan interesting. Tristan never speaks to her again. She leaves yeah. the ranch, and and he's like, "You're fucking dead to me, bitch." Right. It's super interesting, though. She comes back at the end, which is again yeah, why I think her story was important. You know, she comes back to give her wedding dress to Isabella too, and um, I thought that was a great scene. But I was also like, who? Who is this woman? Why is she here? Yeah, you know. Yeah, is it is it a statement about love? Because I, I think mean, that there's even a she's whole still thing, trying. right? Where he greets, where uh, Colonel Ludlow greets his wife, and someone says something about that. It, it not something about love exactly, but something about how they're together again. And you're just kind of like, what? what? Who is this woman? Why I would is assume she all of this is like more like fleshed out in the in novels the novel. for sure yeah for sure I mean but I would say let's talk about Susanna because like she's a real tragic figure right and like what we learn about being women the big lesson here is that she should have waited which is like fucking really? well I think that's what the movie's saying right because she mm. Tristan is her greatest love he leaves she's gonna wait for him forever we're like oh, this maybe not a great decision like obviously now we're like live your own life bitch what are you doing you know but she doesn't wait she marries the man she does not love it's clear she doesn't love him and then her the love of her life comes back and so I think like my I thought the message was men will destroy you <laughs> Well, that is what one stab tells you from the beginning, is that Tristan destroys everyone around him, but it's not his fault. Right. (laughs) And he gets to live the longest. Yeah, but it's not his fault. Yeah. But I think the thing with Susanna that I find very interesting is that she's also, like, not really a person in the whole film. Yeah. She's just, like, this piece of property that they keep, like, throwing around each other. You know, these men are all just, like, playing with her. It feels very 1900. It also doesn't feel necessarily that dissimilar from, perhaps, situations today. (laughs) She should have got out of there. I guess I'm just saying, like, the 1900 of it all. Yeah, sure. In a lot of ways, to me, the female tropes or, like, how we're supposed to behave, like, doesn't necessarily feel like we've gone so far from that, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, I think... Like, women are still... I think men of my age group, whether they think so or not, still really think that women are sort of set up to serve them, take care of them, even if we can have a job, too. Right. We can also work full time. We can do both. And take care of you. You know what <laughs> right. I mean? And um, I I heard someone say once, and I thought this was like the most like prescient thing I've heard about like women and men of our age group, which is that our mothers told the women or when we were girls that we could do anything and be anything. And they told their boys that they should find a nice girl to take care of them. Right. And that's why we can't like figure it out. Like who should unload the dishwasher? Like, you know what I mean? And the, and why it's like a continuous problem. And like Susanna is like property in this situation. Jeremy, how do you mm. feel? How do you feel about that whole idea, though? Because you're you're gay, so you're like men and men. Like there's not like they don't well, have any fights right. about this shit. They just like pick actually, what they like. That's true. Yeah. We negotiate who does what, and that was just kind of set a while ago. And the dishwasher, it just depends on who's around, and we don't fight about any of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, I do. I would say I do more of the traditional ladies' work <laughs> if we call it that stuff. 
I'm I'm the one. I make dinner. I have to go to the grocery store. And sometimes, like literally this week, I went to the grocery store. I like went to work. Had to go to you know the 75 grocery stores to get everything that I'm making for dinner. And then I texted that I was almost home. And then as I'm pulling up, I can see that there are no lights on. So everyone inside and everyone's there is asleep. And I literally right before my own face turned into my own mother. And I was like, I will get all of these groceries out of the car, all myself, and I will bring them inside. I'm slamming doors. I'm throwing things down. I was like, oh, hi, did I wake you up? And like, I turn into my mom. And I was like, oh my God, I need to calm down. But I like flipped and I was like, I'm sorry. I just became my mom. I don't know what happened. Listen, ladies work is infuriating. It really is infuriating. I had to go to Target. I had to go to Whole Foods. I had to go to Costco. I had to fight the traffic. I had to get there. I texted you so I could get help to get all this shit out of my car. I was like, oh. And you were having a nap. I can't tell you how many arguments I had with my husband about like the way that we run our household because he could, he does all like kind of the, the ladier things like he's the gardener he's like the cook he like does the laundry and I'm like but the difference is that you're making me go to the grocery store and I fucking hate the grocery store but you love cooking you love gardening right. you love doing the laundry everything else that's domestic I hate I have to deal with the budget I have to deal with the bills getting paid none of that is he fun. does all that stuff <laughs> right no I mean I like all of those things but like the chore of my actual job that I'm paid for is done and now I have to be yes, a mom. Yes. yes. That's ridiculous to say and I'm apologizing for saying it. I was gonna it's say you're true. gonna say I'm that in front of me. A I'm not a single mother. parent of three. <laughs> <laughs> but By all three, of those she means her son and her cat. To then and dog. go and like do all that stuff and to like be excited about it. I'm like, no, I'm not excited to make dinner. What are you talking about? Well, I mean, I think now we've kind of just like devolved into how current like setup of society is unsustainable for most families. Right. You know, Susanna like, was not going to Target. No, but <laughs> and to be honest, I did think a lot about the fact that like just surviving is a whole different thing in this world. Well, that's what they're yes, doing. You know what yeah. I mean? And um, in a mansion like, on a hill in Montana. Right. <laughs> yeah, but they, they're growing their own food. They're hunting. They've got to survive the winter. And there's like, I don't know why you just gave me that look. Because well, the Native was, Americans are doing I was all like those the Native things. Native Americans for them. were doing the work. I think Colonel Ludlow is also helping. I mean, uh, we don't know the not, salary arrangements. He, he, he like, he, he, he sawed off some logs. Like, I don't know. You guys are really hard on this man. Like, he's giving I people love, work and I he's like, he's taking care him. of the people. I mean, Anthony. He wrote upside down with a stroke. Anthony so. Hopkins <laughs> is nothing but on the right side of history. Listen, we're not. I agree. We're not, but, but I do want to talk. Like, he's not, he's not <laughs> farming the land. Well, he gets help for listen, it. Listen, I do want to say. He's I not thought, even making his own meals. Like I did it. think it was interesting that um, thematically this comes up over and over again that like life outside the ranch is dangerous, right? Like if you stay here, you'll be okay. But like if you get involved with other people, society, the government, like war, like any of these things, you're unsafe. Everybody's unsafe. But like you got to, if you stay on the ranch, you'll be okay. Unless and, you're a woman, then you get torn apart by three men. <laughs> well, she was okay when they were gone. She was just hanging out with fucking Colonel Ludlow, having dinner, you know, teaching Isabel too. <laughs> like you know playing about well, proper society riding horses <laughs> like I don't know I just thought that was interesting because I don't necessarily disagree in 2023 like in COVID times all I wanted was to retreat to the country you know literally I mean right we're in the middle of a pandemic we're in the middle of like race riots like our 24-7 onslaught of news whether it's like social media or watching the news Trump like it, all the stuff like I truthfully was like I would abandon all of this and just like go live someplace where like it's not happening right because I think that's still factual that society is dangerous it's dangerous for people thank you (laughs) (laughs) all right so do we have any (laughs) final thoughts people we gotta wrap this up oh final thoughts I love Brad Pitt I love Brad Pitt I also love Brad Pitt. It's a win. And we didn't even talk about how Brad Pitt probably should be canceled and is terrible, but we'll just, you know, leave Absolutely that for the not. comments. We'll just, we'll just forget about the domestic violence. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, wait. I want to do my recommendation. Okay. If Please, you like you. Legends of the Fall, <laughs> you should also watch Yellowstone. 
which is on Peacock. Really? Featuring Kevin Costner, another really hot man. Oh, you're so into and, him. You know, I haven't rewatched Dances with Wolves. I do have a feeling perhaps that is on <laughs> the wrong side. Well, maybe we should watch it, but yeah. I do think it's on the wrong side of history. Not totally sure. Anyway, there's a lot more damaged men riding horses around. <laughs> And, and also, it's Deadwood. Deadwood. Deadwood was yeah. one that was really popular. Young Guns. We should revisit Young Guns Lonesome and Young dub, Guns you too. Is that em- Emilio Estevez? Yes. All right. Um, also, the one uh, I'll be your Huckleberry. The Which, fuck? What? What is that movie? Um, oh God, Tombstone. I didn't see that one either. I only know about the Tombstone you guys, pizzas. Lonesome Dove. Oh my God. I haven't seen that either. It's an excellent book. It's a Larry McMurdy. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Terms of didn't uh, you write terms of terms of yeah. Have you read that book? No. Okay, I do want to read that. book. You guys, I love that movie. I love it too. I can also, watch that it. book is fucking nuts. They took out some really racist, crazy shit. Where oh, there's really? like, yes, there's like bar fights in Texas. The like, the, her ex husband, the Racism daughters. In Texas. Well, no, but the daughter is like, her ex husband is like fucking drunk, and he drives a car into this fucking bar and like kills people. Like, it's wild. Oof. They took all that shit out. That doesn't happen in Lonesome Dove. No. Yes. No. So all Yellowstone, right. anyway. Terms of Endearment. That's what, <laughs> what we're trying to Read do. the book. All right. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening to Don't Ruin This For Me. Special thanks to the Lincoln Lodge and our producer, Christina. Oh, Chris, sorry. Why yeah, I don't know. You always why say. Why did I say Christina? Yeah. Christine Pereira. My fault. It's only she, when you read it, though. I know. It's, it's like weird. you know her name, but then when you see it written, it's Christine. It's because you know, I need reading glasses. We've been talking about oh, this. Shit. This has been going on for now seven right. months. Okay, all let's right. go. Hey, are you guys looking for even more, Adrian and Elizabeth? Because <laughs> we have two, we have newsletters. Mine is called "Where the Fuck's My Happy Ending." Elizabeth's is called "Mixed Race Tape," and guess what? Jeremy has one too. Shocking. Yes. His is called "Gays Judge, Judge the, the Neighborhood." neighborhood. Oh, we did that in sync. Did you just see yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. That you can cool. follow. You can find them all at Substack.com. Follow the pod on Instagram at Don't Ruin This Pod. Hey, come back next week. <laughs> For more exploration of why we love toxic relationships so much <laughs> as we discuss true romance, it's got even more Brad Pitt, plus our favorite 90s misanthrope, Christian Slater. Mm. <laughs> and one of the best actresses, literally, love this bitch, Patricia okay. Arquette. Val Kilmer's there. Christopher Walken. They're all going to shoot at each other. It's going to be hot. hot. It's going to be hot. hot. <laughs> and don't forget to rate and review us at Don't Ruin This For Me on your favorite podcast app because we want to elevate middle-aged women's voices Obviously, that's everywhere. important. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Susanna wouldn't have shot herself if somebody had listened to her voice. Well, she also needs So mad yeah. she cut her hair. <laughs> it's really upsetting. We love you, Brad. <laughs> Tristan forever. Tristan forever. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>